Support for this podcast comes from Progressive Commercial Insurance. Small business owners, protect what you've built with more than 30 customizable insurance coverage options, including commercial auto, general liability, and business owner's policies. Plus, get personalized discounts for business experience, prior insurance, and more. Get a quote in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts and coverage selections not available in all states or situations. I'm Neil Strauss, and I'm, uh, we're looking at a girl witnessing a neighbor. We have a neighbor who witnessed. She uh, lives right there. Do you know Susan and Elaine from Destin Park? Oh, yeah, I hadn't heard anything. She's got um, back um, today around yeah, now. And this, this happened, they found her missing, her car abandoned in Malibu on February 2nd. Um, I remember seeing that on, on the news. I never related that to a girl across the street. Yeah. We'd given our word to Elaine's mom that we'd help find her daughter. But once again, at a dead end with no solid leads, we decided to hit the streets. Where where are we going next? My wife Ingrid and I drove to Elaine's neighborhood in Glendale and handed out flyers. But if you could think of anything that you could do, just give us a call. I'll check in tomorrow in two days after you talk with you. Hoping that maybe a neighbor had seen or heard something from Elaine before she disappeared. Okay, I'm Neil Strauss, and I was investigating your neighbor who went missing. Sure, let me step outside. Okay, great, yeah, thank you. I don't know if anyone else on the street knows. Only one neighbor we spoke to even knew about Elaine's disappearance. And he also mentioned this. Her and her and her mom had some fairly loud fights over the years. Just noticeable as well. Be loud enough to hear it here, here. It would be loud enough if I was working in the backyard. And yeah, there, there's something there, yelling going on. There's some cursing going on. Right. And I, mean, I think we can all gather. Her daughter put wasn't a happy person necessarily, yeah. so there could have been something going on. Episode 5, Chapter 9. You Make Me Sick. Uh, Hi. When we finished speaking to the neighbors, we called Susan to stop by and asked her if there was anywhere Elaine frequented where we could also fly her. So you were going to do this in your neighborhood? No, no, your neighborhood. You never fly her the neighborhood? No. Because... I'm embarrassed because uh, they've been yelling and screaming a lot of times uh, and I'm just embarrassed. Yeah, honestly, my thoughts, honestly, yeah. it's because she disappeared in Malibu, Calabasas. So I feel like we need to focus and concentrate in that area. Yeah. So it didn't dawn me to spread words around here. We told Susan that one of her neighbors claimed to have heard loud fights between her and Elaine. I didn't know how to handle her. Honestly, I didn't. Because at one time, long time ago, she was almost like threatening me, sort of situation yeah. where screaming and yelling, and I didn't know what to do. Yeah. I didn't. I can't hit her. 
So I didn't know what to do. She was like on my face. Like I was in the corner. I didn't want to call the cops. Um, I, I've been through abuse yeah. with her. I mean, I felt like bullied by a teenager. Yeah. What was what was she so upset about? Or just she just gets upset. She gets yeah. she has this anger management yeah. problem. I do too. Ingrid and I left Susan's confused about her reaction to us handing out flyers in her neighborhood and with many questions about Elaine's home life. The answers we were looking for came a few days later when Jaden called with updates on Elaine's data from her phone and laptop. Once I unlocked the keychain on her computer, we created an image of that drive. When we re-imaged the computer, the MacBook that you guys gave to me, it was a larger drive. And so it allowed more information to flow back to it from the cloud. The text messages just started to populate within the iMessage app. It just started bringing back more stuff. We now have all of Elaine's messages dating back for years. Except, that is, for the messages from the last day before she went missing. It wasn't from those last kind of crucial days. Uh, Unfortunately, Susan, her mom, typed in too many passcode attempts, and so it's been permanently locked out. Her phone hadn't backed up during that period, but nonetheless, we had an avalanche of new information. Ingrid and Anne-Marie went to pick up the data from Jaden. Anne-Marie has the text messages, the, the cell phone, I have the laptop, so we're both like digging all this stuff. Around 9 p.m. that night, while I was home and Mike was playing an Incubus concert, they called and told me I needed to come over to Mike and Anne-Marie's house immediately. They'd found something. I rushed over to find Ingrid and Anne-Marie sitting in the living room, surrounded by computer printouts. Oh man, you should see these text messages. It's so crazy. They were on the phone with Mike, who'd just gotten off stage. Hey man, how, how was the show? Um, it, it was good, and then, I, and then I walked on stage and read the text messages and almost threw up. They handed me a printout of a disturbing text exchange. Neil, this is fucking crazy, dude. Sending 10 texts like that, man? That, I mean, that's crazy. Die, 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 you fucking bitch, die, die, die. Like, like, I, I don't, I, I mean, I just can't, I can't imagine what that would be like. It's hard for me to comprehend that. The person who texted those messages to Elaine was not the ex she was last seen with, Divine Compare. Nor was it the previous ex-boyfriend with the upcoming court date, Lolo. They were from her mother, Susan. And while it's true that mothers and daughters get into arguments, I'd never seen a text fight quite like this. The crazy thing is, is that the way that she's handled everything, the way she's been acting, I don't feel like we should be questioning the mom. Here are the texts that Mike is referring to, read by an actor. These are all Susan's texts, sent one after another to her daughter, several months before her disappearance. Hey, 
Fuck you. Manipulate the situation and not go to Cairo after you get what you want, fucking shithead. You make me sick with my high blood pressure. You make me sick. Die. 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 Each instance of the word die was sent as a separate individual text to Elaine. The word die in capital letters followed by 13 exclamation points. Die. 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 I fucking hate the bullying ass of yours and you make me sick. Leave me alone. Die. You think there's no reason, but I have thoughts and plans behind it all and you keep messing up. You will not be able to say you are sorry after you kill me. This is just the first set of texts between Susan and Elaine that Anne-Marie and Ingrid have shown me. But they've been going through Elaine's phone and computer all day and have a lot more information. Needing help doesn't mean something's wrong with you. It means you're human. When you're in a low point, you might feel alone, but over 50% of Americans struggle with their mental health. We all need help sometimes. And asking for support when you really need it is a sign of strength. I'm a huge fan of therapy. I get it. I write songs about it. I make podcasts about it. Focusing on mental health profoundly changed the course of my life, and it can do the same for you. That's why I'm grateful for Talkspace. I love Talkspace because it makes therapy accessible. Talkspace makes it easy to match with a licensed therapist and schedule live video sessions all from the comfort of your device. You can start messaging your therapist the same day you sign up. Talkspace offers individual and couples therapy in addition to medication prescription services. You can set goals with your therapist and they can help you make sure you're really progressing. Whether you're experiencing anxiety, depression, or other problems, Talkspace is the number one online therapy platform to help you sort through any issue. Start feeling better with a single message. Match with a licensed therapist when you go to Talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month with the promo code C13. That's $100 off when you use code C13 at Talkspace.com. One of our longtime sponsors of this podcast is Sleep Number. They make and design incredible, state-of-the-art, futuristic beds, and I know because I have one. You can control your firmness and your softness, and if you have one, they don't understand when I say my sleep number is now 55, and my sleep score in their app is 85. With sunnier days ahead, a good night's rest helps us make the most out of summer, because quality sleep helps boost energy, recovery, and well-being. As I've read these ads over time, I've given different tips from Sleep Number for sleep. This one I haven't shared before, and it's actually something important to me, which is that Sleep Number experts recommend setting the thermostat between 65 and 67 degrees for optimal sleep. Temperature matters. The body is happiest when it's in a state of being thermally neutral. This means it doesn't need to release heat via sweating or create warmth via shivering. Also, and interestingly, taking a warm shower or bath before bed starts the body's cooling process, which helps induce sleep. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. Special offers for a limited time only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash live LA. 
I suggest calling Jaden, even though it's late, to share this information with him and see if he knows about any of this. We found information in, in the phone and in the computer that were really disturbing. And I think we sent you a picture of the screenshot where Susan literally is telling Elaine to die multiple times. And as we were, were looking through, we found some other things that we thought were very strange. I screenshotted a few messages that basically have Elaine saying that like, after I pay you money, I'll have no emotional connection to you. You know, I, I really dislike you, mom. So those text messages, like with the die, 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 those were not there. I mean, I, you know, yeah. I've gone through these text messages. Those messages were definitely not there. I was looking at the Sadie text messages and Sadie and her got into a car accident. They didn't get injured. So what happened is Elaine texted Sadie and asked, hey, I have the insurance company harassing me uh, and they want to know your insurance information. And then uh, Sadie didn't reply. And then Elaine was like, don't worry. They told me that it's not going to damage your insurance or your premium is not going to go up. I just need to file a pain and suffering policy. There's definitely a weird obsession that the mom has with Elaine getting a settlement from the auto insurance. There's one screen grab that I have where the mom in all capital letters says, the more you wait, the more you are not getting your settlement check. It is effing your auto case and you asked for $15 last night. You are not following my directions. I told you to go to the chiropractor first, then eat. I knew you would effing change the plan and manipulate the situation and not go to the chiropractor after you got what you want. You effing SHIT head. You make me sick with my high blood pressure. You make me sick. And Elaine's reaction is like, what the F? Like, why are you starting a fight for no effing reason? They're, they're using the full word, correct? They're using the full word. Not, I'm censoring. Okay. Sorry. No, I get it. I get it. No, no, no. That's fine. They have another fight on another day about um, the going to the chiropractor. And basically, this is when we get that crazy message of die and leave me alone. I effing hate the bullying ASS of yours and you make me sick. And then die, 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 die. That many times. I found other evidence, which I took later, snaps, um, where it shows that Elaine feels like she's committing insurance fraud. And other snaps where she says like she doesn't want to go to the chiropractor, which is part of, um, I guess, the settlement requirement to show that you have pain and suffering. I took a screen grab of a, of a conversation where she's confronting her mom about leaving Sadie's and saying, why are you talking about insurance fraud right in front of Sadie, who's the only other person involved? Don't talk to me until we leave. So. Here it is, Elaine literally putting the word fraud on what they're doing. Um, and, the, and she's like, I don't like doing this. It's fraudulent because um, Susan is making her go to these chiropractic appointments and Elaine is obviously not like seriously messed up or hurt. She's going to like concerts every night. She never in her messages to her friends talks about how, how hurt she is or how she got messed up in the crash or she never complains once about any real injury. So, right, she's just trying to get the settlement. Exactly. Do you know what the settlement amount is for that? I don't. I can find out. We'll figure out how much the settlement is for. 
I mean, the one takeaway I had from those messages is it seemed like Elaine was the cooler head. Just in just in reading a few as I'm reading along with you guys, she seemed to be the one that was always de-escalating mm-hmm. the situation. You know, offering the apology, offering the, you know, I didn't mean to, you know, oh, upset the, you. Yeah, Susan never, ever apologizes. The problem is she's going she's gonna to chalk that up to uh, just a tumultuous relationship between a mother and a daughter. So there's got to be more to it. But that certainly, you know, focuses energy. Um, a couple of thoughts that I had thinking back along the, this process, looking back at the messages that were sent to me the day that you guys arranged that meeting. The guy didn't know who you guys were. You know, you're just some random people that want to meet at a house. I was highly skeptical of that. Understandably. So when I talked to Susan about it, I said, well, what are we going up there to do? And the conversation was all about money. It was all about you guys were hopefully going to give more money or you were going to increase the reward money or something about money. That was the focus of getting me to understand your motivation. And so thinking back on that, it was all about the money. See, all these new text messages are are not good. Mike, Anne-Marie, and Ingrid had visited Susan's house before I became more involved, and she had brought them into Elaine's room. In light of these texts, Mike had some memories of that experience that seemed a little odd or troubling. It was the very first time we ever went to Elaine's house, and we felt like we were like, it was like, wow, we get to look inside and search for any clue. And so Susan says, yeah, all the things that were in the car are in this closet right here. You can look through them. And we're like looking at shirts and shoes and saying, was this in the car? Was this in the car? Was this in the car? The reason Mike was asking Susan these questions is because when the police gave the items from Elaine's car to Susan, she washed them and put them away. So we have no idea what was actually in that car. We're looking through like, and there's this backpack sitting there hanging in the closet. And right in the front pocket, wasn't even like buried under anything or like, it was just right in the front pocket. I pull out this card and I'm like, like exotic dancing. Like if you want to be an exotic dancer, call this number. Or it was if you want to be like an erotic model. Erotic model and dancer. Like call this number looking for girls. The second I pull this out of the bag, I remember Susan out of the corner of my eye, opened a drawer up and pulled this like dominatrix leather, like She just pulled out like bridal. a sexy lingerie. And she was like, Elaine had been wearing this a lot lately. And like, she said that and she pulled it up and it was like, the second I find the card, this, this stuff comes out. And it was like, maybe she's like got sex trafficked or something. Yeah, I mean, that, well, that's suspicious, too. I mean, again, people miss stuff, and I miss things all the time. But I went through those bags, for one. And two, if those bags had been in the car, 
they would have been gone through by the crime lab. That would have been something that would have been noted. Now that I'm like looking back on it, it's just like it was so staged. It was so fucking staged. Chapter 10, The Scheme. Before bringing any of this information to Elaine's mom or to the police, we wanted to talk to Elaine's friend Sadie again and find out everything we could about this car crash and this possible insurance scheme. You guys got in a car accident, right? Uh-huh. When, when was that and what was that? That was in May, I think, May or April. And that was in my car. Mm-hmm. And we were driving home from Malibu. We were, like, going to the beach. Okay. We went to El Matador. And then we went and got food. And we were, like, eating solid. And then we drove home. And a car just, like, started flipping on the freeway and then hit me. Oh, shit. Yeah, it was, like, bad. But my car was fine. We weren't really hurt. But then there were, like, people trapped in the car. And Elaine, like, grabbed the glass with her hands to try to tear it open to get them out. She helped them? Yeah. Did she get she, them out? They were in there screaming. And I'll show you their car. I have a picture. Yeah. She couldn't do it on her own, but she like grabbed the glass with her hand to try to get the people out. Yeah. Yeah. With her bare hands, her hands were like all bleeding. And then other people came and helped a lot and they had to get like on top of the car. But yeah, let me find the picture of the car. Wow. (laughs) Their car was like bad and we saw gas like like leaking out. So we were like scared and they were screaming in there. And Elaine thought she heard one of them say like, she dead or something. So Elaine just like went for it and just grabbed it with her hands and started trying to get the glass. Yeah, that happened. Her hands were like all bleeding, but like at the time, like we weren't physically like really hurt. So you guys weren't really hurt? No. I mean, her hands were like bleeding and I guess she was more sore after, but during it, we weren't hurt at all. But I think it was more of an insurance thing for Elaine and her mom. Do you think this insurance claim was generated by her mom or by Elaine? It was like both of them. Uh-huh. I know Elaine said her neck hurt, but I don't think it did that bad. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I know her mom was like, I get half of it. And she was like really excited. Why do you think the mom felt entitled to half of it? Elaine didn't really want to talk to me about it. I think cause she knew I knew she was right. doing it for like money reasons. And like, I think that's not right, but like, okay. I was like, you were hurt, but you weren't really hurt. Right. And she was like, she was like, no, like I was hurt. Like I had to go to the car, but I knew, I knew she wasn't. Were you with her? I think she went to like this, like kind of possibly semi-crooked chiropractor person. I wasn't with her, right? But she told me about him. That her yeah. mom like knew a guy or something. Right. And so it wasn't something she talked about a lot. No, because I, she knew I thought that was kind of wrong, I guess, and like yeah. shady, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I just didn't agree with it. Was she worried about her mom taking her half too of the money? Well, I know she had like problems with her mom taking her money in the past, like all her acting money. Oh yeah. What's that all about? I don't know. She just had like money saved up from when she was like behind the scenes or whatever it's called. Uh, I forgot what it's called. Extra. Extra. And I guess her mom spent it all. And it was like Elaine's money, but she was upset about it and then like called her mom out or I don't really remember what it was about, but I just know she would say she spent all her money. Do you know how much money it was? It was like 8,000 or something like that, I think she said. They fought about money a lot too. Um, It was just like, mom, can I have some money? They'd, she'd say no, Elaine would be like, please, I really needed to get to school or I needed to get here. And her mom would like scream about it and say no. And then like they'd fight about that. Or if Elaine owed her money, they'd fight about that. And Elaine didn't pay her back. And it was just like stuff like that. 
I think money was like tight for her. So I think that was the reason why. And what do you know about what Susan did for work or anything? Elaine didn't even really know what she did, but she thought she worked at a law office, but she didn't even know. She was like, my mom won't tell me where she works. What was the best thing before sliced bread? Why does quicksand work so slowly? Is it possible to plan a surprise party for a psychic? Question everything. They did. It's how they came up with the new ideas and thinking needed to create the all-new, totally reimagined Tucson, our best Tucson ever. Questions like, just how big can you make an infotainment screen? In the Tucson, the answer turned out to be a huge 10 and a quarter inches wide. Or can your phone be a spare key? Utilizing the Tucson's digital key technology, the answer is a resounding yes. Better yet, you can share it with up to three people. And how do you make peace of mind come standard in an SUV? Hyundai's reply is complimentary maintenance for three years or 36,000 miles. It's your journey. Discover all that's new along the way by test driving the totally reimagined 2022 Tucson at your nearest Hyundai dealer or learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Tell Alexa to open Hyundai Driver. The summer of soccer continues on Paramount+. Plus. Stream over 2,000 soccer matches a year from around the world. That's a brilliant goal. Oh, my goodness. That's all the heart-pounding drama from CBS Sports, including UEFA Champions League, Europa League, Italy's Serie A, Argentina Primera Division, the Brasil Yale Rao, NWSL, the Asian Football Confederation, and the CONCACAF Qualifiers. How about that? Featuring the stars from the U.S. and Mexican men's national teams, plus much more. It's the best of the beautiful game, with all the beautiful names like Messi, Mbappe, Ronaldo, Rapino, and Pulisic. Be part of the excitement as champions are crowned. Chelsea have won the Champions League. And history is made. That is unbelievable. The world's game lives here on Paramount+. Plus. Visit ParamountPlus.com to start your free trial and stream every match live. That is a magnificent finish. After going through Elaine's texts, Ingrid and Anne-Marie moved on to Elaine's emails, and they found several messages confirming and supporting what Sadie had just said, perhaps even more extreme than what we'd heard so far. Here's an actress reading one of Elaine's emails to Susan. I already know you want the checks for my routing info for the insurance check. Once it arrives, it better either be linked directly to my checking account or if it's a physical check, directly in my hands, the full amount. I'm going to call the office and make sure you're not pulling any snake shit either. One one six five seven zero. Yes. Shocked to discover that Susan and Elaine had been in a dispute over this insurance money immediately before her disappearance, Ingrid called the insurance company, trying to find out what ultimately happened with the claim. This is a reenactment of that call with an actor playing the part of the insurance agent. The date of the loss? Uh, the date of the accident? Oh, it's May 1st, 2016. I'm showing actually the adjuster Chris is now handling this claim. What were you looking, were you looking to get an update on the claim? Yeah. Okay, uh, he's currently at lunch right now, Veta. I can give you his direct dial number, 
Ingrid spoke to the person handling the case and found out what had happened. And that was the moment when everything changed for us. We immediately called Jaden. Hey, Mike. Okay. All right, Jaden, we found everything out. We got all the information. We just called after, I don't know how many tries, maybe like 12 tries. We actually got a hold of the insurance company that was issuing the claim for Elaine's accident. The claim has been settled. turned out that the form had been signed with Elaine's name six weeks after she disappeared. So the check is on her, its way to Susan. Or, well, obviously Elaine, but Susan's going to collect it. Jaden, I, I mean, at least me personally, I was thinking that that her disappearance could have coincided with the deliverance of this money. This podcast is a documentary of our experiences and the information we discovered while investigating this case. It is an ongoing story and no one should be considered a suspect or as having been involved in any way with Elaine's disappearance. There's a lot of information still to come. The police have not named or identified anyone mentioned on this podcast, including Susan, as a person of interest. Many of these open questions will be asked to Susan, to Divine, and to others. So please make sure you don't miss a single episode. If you have any information regarding the disappearance of Elaine Park or any of the parties that have been mentioned here, please email us at livediela at tenderfoot.tv you can call us anonymously at 213-204-2073. Please also contact us if you have photographs or videos of the spot on the Pacific Coast Highway in Malibu where Lane Park's car was found between January 28, 2017 and February 2, 2017. I've also posted several details about the case. You can find these on our social media accounts at Live, Die, L.A. pod. To Live and Die in L.A. is a production of Tenderfoot TV and Neil Strauss in association with Cadence 13. Executive producers are Neil Strauss, Donald Albright, and Payne Lindsay. Produced and edited by Tristan Bankston. Consulting producer, Alex Vespasted. Mixed and mastered by Cooper Skinner and Devin Johnson. Original music and score by Makeup and Vanity Set, with additional musical services by Tristan Bankston. The theme song is Love and War by Flurry. Cover design by Trevor Eiler. Texts, emails, and the insurance call read by Nicole Winters, Abigail Bankston, and Tennille Gusick. And special thanks to Chris Corcoran and the team at Cadence 13, Orrin Siegel, Orrin Rosenbaum, and Grace Royer at UTA, the Nord Group, Station 16, and Beck Media and Marketing. Please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Our hope is to expose these stories so that we may learn from them and hold those responsible accountable for their actions. Thank you for your support.
One of our newest sponsors is Allbirds, A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S. And I happen to own a pair of the Allbirds tree runners. I highly recommend them, and especially as we're getting warmer weather and we're more comfortable going outdoors again, they're not just next level comfortable, they're also sustainable and ethically sourced. They're made from natural materials that feel light on your feet and are better for the planet. They're breathable and machine washable, made with responsibly sourced eucalyptus tree fiber, and even the box itself is made from 90% recycled cardboard. All Birds has been dedicated to reducing environmental impact since day one. From operations to production, they treat the planet like a key stakeholder in the company. This spring, keep things light and breezy with the Allbirds Tree Runner. Discover your perfect pair at allbirds.com. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com.